0: Welcome to Lab Life with the Air Force Research Laboratory.
1: Hi, I'm Michelle. And I'm Kenneth. Hello, folks. Today we are joined by AFRL Commander General Heather Pringle to discuss Guardians, AFRL Unicorns, and the power of the scientific method.
0: In three, two, one.
2: General Pringle, Happy New Year. Welcome to the podcast.
0: Happy New Year, Michelle. It's wonderful to be here.
2: Yeah, we're really excited to have you as our uh, first recorded guest of 2021. And, you know, New Year's are a time of resolutions. We promise our listeners during this uh, podcast that we're going to talk about unicorns and a lot of fun stuff. But let's st- start off with something a, a little more logical. Uh, you know, do you have any resolutions uh, for AFRL this year as, as commander?
0: Well, uh, it's wonderful to be a part of AFRL, and to put it simply, since the warfighter is counting on each and every one of us here at AFRL, uh, my resolution is that we want to continue to lead, discover, develop, and deliver transformational technologies for the warfighter. Uh, It's the honor of a lifetime to be a part of this team because Nobody has AFRL's talent or the passion or the commitment that we have to the warfighter and nothing could be more important to our nation. Our mission is the envy of every airman and guardian that's out there. And I don't know if it shows or not, but every day that I've been here since day one and every day since, I've been really excited to be a part of this team.
2: Yeah, your enthusiasm definitely comes through. And you mentioned, you know, since day one, but what a lot of our listeners might not realize that your day one at AFRL really didn't start as commander. Could you tell us about your role in our warfighter training branch?
0: Well, I uh, loved being a scientist in the warfighter training branch, and I love being a scientist in solving problems, so that was the perfect place for me. I got to work with a brilliant team who was doing some work in modeling. Uh, human cognition, understanding the human's role, that is, the human factors in unmanned aerial vehicles, and also uh, they did a lot in discovering and developing warfighter-relevant training in high-fidelity simulators, and they connected operators across the entire kill chain. I really learned a lot about how science and technology supports warfighters, From ground controllers calling in attacks to air battle managers calling the dogfights. So it was really great to work with the uh, scientists, engineers, and the uh, functional experts helping operators and learning about what they need and the team responding to their call.
1: So, working with such a uh, like a multi-domain team, like this really joint team effort, um, did working with so many different people from so many different angles really help prepare you to run a larger enterprise like AFRL?
0: It absolutely was uh, relevant to what we do in the broader AFRL enterprise. Um, You could say the Warfighter Training Branch is a microcosm of AFRL. And although AFRL is not homogeneous uh, in nature, it was a great place uh, to learn about being a bench scientist, to leading a team, and communicating to diverse personnel what really sticks in my mind from the warfighter training branch is the team working together to advance the science and always striving to learn more for example, not every training device or operator has the same needs, and so it was always a question of matching those technologies to the needs of the different levels of warfighters. A novice might need to learn, decide, or communicate In a different way from an expert operator and so the team was really fantastic at making those matches between technology and the human, of course, there's been a lot of steps since my time at Mesa uh, and now, but it gave me such a great foundation and I'm grateful to the team. Maybe not unusual
2: for AFRL, but for a lot of command positions, usually we don't have someone that's been a scientist since day one, kind of in the, in their career within the Air Force. Um, how do you think that has uh, shaped your career or
0: helped you um, As I said, I love being a scientist and solving problems and I I really don't think I'll ever stop learning uh, unless the world stops having problems to solve. (laughs) It's been relevant throughout a... uh, Being a scientist has been relevant throughout a range of jobs that I've had in the Air Force. In fact, I've done almost the end-to-end of the acquisition life cycle from developing cutting edge science and technology to sharing technologies with our partners to program management. I was part of the nuclear enterprise as well and helping support that. And so the scientific approach and that scientific uh, background really gave me a great foundation to understanding complex problems, clearly defining what it is we're trying to solve doing the relevant research and collecting as much information as you can testing the hypotheses and whatever the data show you be open to those results and don't don't be predisposed to an answer or a solution before the data uh, arrive and importantly be willing to be wrong which uh, happens a lot to all of us and drawing conclusions so that's been important throughout my career and I have Loved being a scientist from day one uh, to today.
1: So it sounds like then, like uh, so being a classically trained journalist, I hadn't thought about it much, but really using the scientific method can really help your day to day.
0: I think it helps us in everything that we do. It makes me a better parent, of course, uh, really understanding what's going on with my, with my munchkin. Uh, what's on his mind, collecting relevant data and being open to what he's telling me. So uh, absolutely. in home and the office, uh, being a scientist has been a been a lot of fun. Sometimes takes a little bit long if we're trying to buy a refrigerator, for example, and we just want to get the first one that that pops up, but uh, I, I I still like being a scientist. <laughs> I'm envisioning a really nice Excel spreadsheet with some cost-benefit analysis
2: about the different appliances out on the market.
0: You're right. It uh, takes a little bit more time, but I'm a lot more comfortable with the answer.
2: <laughs> yeah. And as you mentioned, you know, as long as there's problems to solve, we're going to need scientists. And I think nothing... Uh, is more present maybe in our lives right now because of, of the pandemic we're in, you know, that, you know, Ken and I are re- interviewing you from home and we have uh, people in the Air Force and AFRL uh, and Space Force, you know, on the front lines of, of, of trying to, to solve our, our problem, the world's problems right now. So uh, good thing to re- reflect on and be grateful in the new year. But we promised our listeners that we were going to talk about unicorns. Um, is part of our our new our first episode of the year. So you said that AFRL is full of passionate unicorns. What does this mean, and and why is this important?
0: Well, I love the people across AFRL and every single member of our team is unique. And they have unique skills and unique uh, capabilities that help our enterprise achieve its mission. It's very critical national mission. It takes Um, Everything from our astrophysicists studying the galaxy to the doctors who are supporting our USAF SAM mission to chemists to our functional ninjas in contracting or finance or hiring the wonderful talent that we have. And so... Not a single one of them is the same, and that's truly the beauty of AFRL is having 6,000 unicorns coming together in this enterprise to solve the warfighters' toughest problems. And I'll tell you, uh, this mission, this opportunity to work with such a high caliber of personnel, it's the envy of airmen and guardians
1: everywhere. Yeah, I mean, really tying that, like, visual together of all these incredible unicorns, I mean, really does spark in your mind. It is like magic some ways, like, especially getting down to quantum physics, I kind of understand, but still, to me, that can be kind of, uh, well, magical. (laughs)
0: Absolutely. And uh, it's not replicated anywhere else. And so I guess that's part of why I think of it in terms of uh, being so unique. It's not part of the standard day-to-day putting uh, airplanes on the ramp. We're putting unique, one-of-a-kind capabilities in the hands of warfighters. And it truly takes a special talent from our AFRL personnel to make that magic happen.
1: And what a cool way to put that too, because it sounds like a lot of these assets, these uh, passionate unicorns, these incredible researchers and all these amazing leaders really make AFRL a, a critical asset to our nation and our allies. Uh, can you even go even further and explain why we're so important to these people in and around the world?
0: Well, you can't predict the future and uh, what is going to happen. And as I mentioned, the world's not going to stop having interesting problems to solve. And so you need this unique team of uh, unicorn talent that you won't find anywhere else to come together and solve these problems. So uh, the challenges that we're going to be facing in the future, the challenges that our war fighters are facing in terms of complex technologies or uh, having global reach and communicating all across the world and to, from, and through space requires new technologies, things we don't have in our hands today, and so it requires the brilliant minds of the folks across AFRL and the talent of our uh, functional personnel to make it all happen and make it a reality.
1: So I'm glad you touched on a lot of the incredible people that work here in AFRL in and around the world. And what makes that amazing is we have a lot of incredible leaders and people looking to go down that leadership track to get to that point to help lead these awesome teams. So that goes into this uh, idea of mentorship. And we know you have a really, really cool leadership philosophy we kind of want to dive into today to share with our viewers. So starting off, are there any core tenets or major teachings that you'd impart on people looking to be new mentors that they can then pass on to others?
0: Well, one of the first tenets that I like to share with uh, all members of AFRL is to be the best airman or guardian that you can be and to be the best teammate that you can be. So in the first area, it's all about being your best at what you're doing. This means... uh, never accepting the status quo, looking to uh, solve new problems and make it better uh, when you leave than what it was when you got there. And that's a part of uh, continuous learning. In terms of being the best teammate that you can be, uh, none of us can solve all the world's problems on our own. And it takes a unique team of talent, in fact, a, a team of teams, to make it all happen and so that's why reaching out and supporting those who are outside your individual day-to-day tasks is so important because each member can bring some unique insights and by being the best teammate you can and helping them excel, helping them achieve their goals, it makes the mission that much stronger and more able to achieve the needs that we have
2: and I know one of AFRL's most important assets that you've talked about before is our junior force and we talk about our junior force we we really mean our newest researchers probably folks with less than you know ten years of experience Um, what does AFRL do to engage with these researchers
0: So what we're doing to engage our junior force, uh, we're doing quite a bit because we recognize that they are the future and we're hoping to keep them around for a long time. We want them to be uh, part of our team and leading us into 2030 and beyond. So one of the first things that we do with the junior force is to develop their skills. A lot of supervisors are dedicated to ensuring They know the job that they've been giving. Of course, they have a lot of interesting problems to solve. And so blooming where you're planted is an important part of uh, being a Junior Force member and contributing to the team that you're on. We do a lot to engage our junior force and expose them to broader opportunities, whether it's uh, across different directorates in AFRL or contributing to some of the new transformational uh, capabilities that we're trying to put out there under the SDPE office. And of course, Chief Arnold and I, on a regular basis every month, We put together a small group of our junior force, And we have a virtual Coffee with the Commander, and we talk about things that are on their mind, things that are of interest to them. And it's really a great opportunity for the Chief and I to get to know them individually, hear what they do, and and learn about how we can help them uh, succeed and thrive. And it removes all the barriers (laughs) between uh, the multi-layers of supervision between me and our uh, most junior force, but I tell you, it's uh, the highlight of my day every time it happens. And I'm really learning a lot about the broad efforts across AFRL through these coffees with a commander.
2: And, you know, I've been at AFRL closing in on four years. And some of the things I've loved seeing is our our junior force council, which is really just a cadre of of motivated young, uh, new professionals, within AFRL. And they get to do some really cool stuff. I mean, in safer times, they have these bluing trips, which, you know, blueing means, I guess, get the Air Force blue on you. And they've been able to go to different parts of the AFRL organization across the country and just see these one-of-a-kind facilities. I mean, if they came to wright Pat, you know, they could see like our Anna Cook chamber and stuff. They get to see this science outside of their day-to-day, which is just so cool and, and so inspiring. And I see so many junior folks be given leadership opportunities within AFRL when we think about the you know 2030 initiative a SECAF initiative and you have people that are one two years out from their degrees and they're helping lead parts of that is it's truly amazing to be empowered that early in your career.
0: So, no one matches the energy of our junior force, and um that they're another group uh that I meet with on a regular basis, and I absolutely love it um and It is too bad that COVID is preventing us from traveling and getting hands on the equipment and seeing lasers fire into the sky. But um, on the positive side, that um, COVID has... Uh, Enabled us to work and connect in new and different ways. So, we are opening the aperture to involvement in junior force activities in our meetings. And frankly, when we have senior leader meetings, we have a corporate forum on a quarterly basis. We always bring in junior force members to participate. Why do we do this? Um, One, we want to hear what's going on what their perspectives are and um, two, it's because senior leaders and supervisors are here to solve problems and remove barriers for our junior force. So having them participate in corporate forums, contributing to discussion, really enhances our understanding of the problem, again, taking that scientific approach, and it allows us to come up with uh, better solutions that are more effective for the bulk of our workforce, which uh, we have so many, which are in the junior force. So... Uh, it, is, it is sad that COVID is uh, preventing some aspects of it, but again, that's why uh, continuing to innovate and get the mission done in new and different ways is so important, and we've been able to address some needs of the junior force by uh, connecting virtually.
1: And another part of your uh, command or kind of this leadership philosophy we kind of wanted to explore was the idea of bloom where you are planted. Can you explain what you mean by this and how this can help airmen and guardians alike?
0: Well, bloom where you're planted has been a, mantra that I learned uh, early in my career and probably when I was a lieutenant. There are so many interesting jobs out there and sometimes we don't know exactly how it contributes to the bigger picture. So I think it's first of all important to look at what we're doing and connect it to the bigger, broader Air Force mission and make sure that we understand understand we're all doing something to contribute to war fighting and first of all that makes it a lot more interesting and a lot more satisfying but doing the best where you are blooming where you're planted that ties in perfectly with my leadership philosophy of be the best uh, airman or be the best guardian that you can be because uh, we are depending on you to get that job done no one else is doing it and and so blooming where you're planted uh makes a major difference to our warfighting capabilities the general pringle
2: a term that you and i and ken have thrown around during this interview is guardians and i'm sure some of our listeners are like guardians does chris pratt work at afrl
0: <laughs> so what's a guardian <laughs> I'm glad you asked because uh, they're not guardians of the galaxy. They are the guardians of the United States Space Force, which just celebrated its first birthday on the 20th of December in 2020. They are one year old. At AFRL, we are dedicated to supporting the United States. Air Force, but also the United States Space Force. In fact, we like to say we're one AFRL supporting two services. And in our ranks, we are really proud that we have both airmen and now what we call guardians as part of our team. And it makes a lot of sense for AFRL to have both airmen and guardians and that we are supporting two services because a technology, as General Bunch likes to say, a technology doesn't know its application until we tell it. And so if we're talking about a composite material that has really interesting thermal properties, this could apply to an air application or it could apply to a space domain technology. And so we don't want to limit the possibilities too early. And so, again, it makes a lot of sense that AFRL, in doing our science, technology, and innovation mission, is supporting the two services, uh, Airmen and Guardians.
1: So I do have to know then, uh, with that in mind, obviously we're doing a lot of support with uh, space, here and air, on the ground, everything, uh, but personally, uh, since we are doing a lot more work with the Space Force, given the chance, if you could actually go up to space, would you take that offer?
0: Oh, in a heartbeat, I would do that. As long as I could uh, send a message back home and stay connected with my family, uh, which I know our uh, experts are working on that those capabilities, that uh, I would do it in a heartbeat.
2: Well, speaking of family, uh, it's kind of unique as a commander that you have a 10-year-old at home who from all we can tell for some of your emails that give us a peek behind the curtain into your life, he really has this, a strong interest in science and technology, or at least is very supportive of what you do. Uh, how have you balanced you know, work and life and family in the middle of a pandemic?
0: Well, I would say I'm not unique in trying to balance uh, home and health and work, work uh, demands. And it's unique being a commander and having those demands, but all of us have similar kinds of demands with uh, munchkins running around. I I love having a, a munchkin and uh, seeing the world through his eyes is just really a lot of fun. Uh, he does like Guardians of the Galaxy uh, so it's, it's fun to talk about uh, technologies that are going into space or flying fast through the air or underpinning all those technologies. So I don't always get it right in balancing work and home, but I'm constantly adjusting and constantly uh, trying to connect the two. I love having the 10-year-old draw pictures or write notes to AFRL because uh, he doesn't quite know what it is, but he knows it's really important. And he knows that they build cool things and get a lot of feedback from the workforce. And they like hearing about what's going on behind the curtain, as you mentioned, because we all have similar challenges to juggle.
1: You're right. And truly a powerful way to kind of like really wrap up this podcast, talking about the importance of family, both at work and at home. So uh, we want to make sure that if you had any final things you want to tell us about, whether it's future things with AFRL, um, anything with resiliency or anything you want to tell Airmen as we go into 2021, we'd love to hear it.
0: The one thing I wanted to really mention uh, going forward is 2020 was a challenging year and the AFRL team really did a phenomenal job in rising to the challenge, meeting it head on and still getting the job done. So many things uh, were accomplished in the last year. We uh, did a lot to support the United States Space Force. Uh, We're working to Get 700 of our personnel to be guardians, and we've done first ever space science and technology summits. We've achieved a lot of different milestones. Our transformational technologies, such as Skyborg, achieved new milestones in the last year, and the team really did a lot to make a difference for our warfighters. That's even notwithstanding all the challenges that COVID presented. Stay at home. uh, Use only your computers to communicate with your personnel. Um, We implemented new telework policies. We did a lot of new and different things. And looking forward to 2021, we don't know what the challenges will be. We know that continued hard work, uh, homework, and teamwork will be required. And I know with the 6,000 unicorns that we have, we'll come together in solving that problem, and nothing will be a barrier to success or innovation, and the warfighters are going to get what they need because of this talented team. So I couldn't be more excited to look ahead and see what's out there and, uh, get to doing it,
1: and we couldn't be more excited to have you as our commander here in this new year.
0: Thanks so much for having me. It's it's been a pleasure, and uh, it's been been a lot of fun chatting with you both, Michelle and Kenneth. Thank you.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us and giving us your insights into your career and the AFRL mission. Make sure to follow us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube at AF Research Lab. And remember, stay curious.
0: Logging off.